Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Patrick. Andy. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Hey, I'm just... thank you for welcoming me to the show. You're welcome. You are my <laughs> distinguished co-host, and I really appreciate you being willing to talk to me again about design. Hey, I'm here for you. I'm here for you, brother. Every week. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it because I just, you know, we got to get stuff off our chest, Patrick. We got to, mm-hmm. we, we got to talk about some stuff. This is our, our weekly therapy session, right? So yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's important that we, we follow through every week. I like that we take our weekly therapy session and we expose it to the world. I think that's a very nice transparent thing to do for, it for is. everyone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, I think the world's going that way. Everyone is getting their own podcast, right? So, so I think yeah. it's, that's the way we're all headed. It's how we're going to communicate but, in the future, just podcasts. <laughs> yeah, no more stand-ups. Uh, we just, did you listen to my episode this week? Yeah. <laughs> I talked all about what I worked on. <laughs> uh, no more one-on-ones with your manager. They can know everything by just <laughs> subscribing to your, your podcast. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I think it's a horrible idea. Probably save a lot of time. I don't know. I think it's it's a horrible way to communicate. It's a very like, (laughs) I'm just going to say the things I'm thinking and not have any feedback or response, and that's how everyone's (laughs) going to communicate. I don't think I don't think that's going to end well. Actually, no, probably not. You're probably right. Yeah. As always, Andy, you're probably right. (laughs) As always, yeah. That's that's very true. So, Patrick, what what should I be right about today? Should should we jump into a, another topic that I could yeah, be right about again? Let's jump into a topic and then uh, we'll see if you're right or not. Okay, we'll see. We'll see how that it goes. That sounds great to me. <laughs> so, I mean, you uh, so far you're 100, percent but you never know. This could be the so. episode where you're wrong. No, it wasn't it like a couple episodes where I like totally messed up a, a Star Wars quote that I was completely wrong about. Yeah, but that's that's that was a different thing. That was like that's just something everybody does. It wasn't uh, you're like just, you're just. <laughs> it wasn't like a design thing that you were wrong about, which is the important part. That's true, I guess. <laughs> if this was a nerd Star Wars podcast, then yes, you would be horribly wrong, and you would be thrown off the podcast and all that stuff. Rightfully it's so. A design yeah. podcast. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. Well, that makes me feel a lot better. So yeah, at this point, uh, I am apparently 10 for 10. So let's see if that, that trend keeps going <laughs> this one. Uh, so today's, uh, randomly chosen submissitor, um, submit listener submitted topic. I'm I doing like well sub- so far. Sub- submissitor. <laughs> Today's, I'm going to try that again, Patrick. Today's <laughs> randomly chosen listener submitted topic <laughs> comes from, I did it good. I did it good. It comes from Perfect. a friend of the show, Chris Jenkins. Uh, so Chris has submitted so many topics. Uh, thank you mm-hmm. so much, Chris, for, for sending this one in. Um, so Chris, I would, before, he, before you give him the topic, I would, <laughs> I'm going to say right now that I think Chris Jenkins is. He's on the list to be our new executive producer because we haven't heard from Matt Bourne in a little while. That's right. Matt right? Bourne, you better watch out. <laughs> so not to create like some competition here, but the job might be slipping <laughs> away from you, brother. 
Yeah, that's true. We, we got to get some more from Matt, some more of those thoughtful topics. So, uh, yeah, Matt, you, you better step it up, man. Step it up. <laughs> so, uh, Chris writes in to the show. He just says one thing and it's not exactly a question, but it's a topic. Patrick, he writes design sprints, design sprints, design sprints, mm. design sprints. What's a, what's a design sprint, Patrick? That's a Google venture thing, right? Andy, um, they wrote a book, Google venture wrote a book, uh, Design sprint, right? Daniel Burka. I I I'm, I'm I think so. I, I'm I not think, sure exactly what the origin is. I think you know more than me. I think that is the origin of the design sprint. At least as far as I know, I think they the Google Ventures, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, subsidiary of Google goes out and helps startups and people in their ventures and um, helps them fund projects and do different things. And they have this thing where they go out and they travel to a startup to help them. And they had this thing where they would do a week-long innovation uh, summit of sorts, right? Like, we're going to go out and we're going to get a bunch of people together. And in a week's time, we're going to come up with the ideas. We're going to come up with the the need in, in a day, right, with all the stakeholders. And then we're going to do some ideation and then we're going to do some prototyping. And then we're going to take that prototyping out to the users and we're going to test things and see if this idea would expose any, um, anything we need for our product or, or a new product or something like that. Right. And then they wrote a book about that process. Uh, Daniel Burke, I think it's Daniel Burke, right? Did he write the book or is it, maybe it's a whole Google ventures thing. I don't know, but they wrote the book about it called the design sprints and then published that book. And then it hit, it hit the design world, like, uh, like a, uh, like a bat to the head, right? A couple of years back. <laughs> like a bat to, okay. <laughs> it was like, whap! everybody was like, we got to do design sprints. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then everybody did design sprints for a while. And I, I haven't really heard people talking too much about design sprints recently. Um, it's probably been a year or two since I've even, heard anybody really bring that up but yeah that's the origin of the design sprint as far as i know i, I maybe i'm totally wrong but that's what yeah I that's know great I, I i knew nothing about how they came about so that's that's why you're here patrick that's awesome <laughs> sounds sounds right to me which is all that matters <laughs> so at least it was convincing you know maybe it was a total yeah, lie absolutely. and i don't even know what i'm talking about but <laughs> at least it sounded convincing Exactly. That was awesome. And, and I think like the key part of that is like the design sprint, like the, so they would go out and, you know, be with those companies for a short period of time, right? They had to do something. And you said it was like a typically week long sprint, week long mm-hmm. period of time. Cause they're not going to go there and spend, you know, months and months with a company. So that's kind of like where the design sprint really is, is, is I think at least what I take away is like, it's this really small, compact, compact design process where you kind of go into something looking for answers to some questions and you come out, um, you know, of this like really, uh, it's like a pressure cooker, you know, you come mm-hmm. out of this thing or it's like a cage match fighting session. You come out of this thing and you like, you're, you're a changed person. You, you go into a room that has nothing on the walls. There's no sticky notes anywhere. And you come out, you smell horrible you haven't eaten in days and there's sticky notes all over the walls clumped in weird groups 
and <laughs> you have like some ideas i think that you've come there's, up with yeah there's journey maps yeah there's uh there's prototypes paper prototypes there's physical prototypes there's all kinds of weird stuff going on in there <laughs> with and a bunch of weird that's... people right like like the point yeah. too is to get to get you know like a sales guy in there with a marketing person with a designer with a product manager mm-hmm. and get ideas from all over right yeah exactly and yeah you go through this like the whole design process but like really really quickly um, but you are doing it with those cross-functional individuals. And I think from the outsider's perspective, if like, let's say I'm, I'm sitting next to the, the office, I'm working, I'm working in the building and I'm sitting next to the big boardroom where the design sprint takes place. This is what I'm seeing. Just a bunch of people going into a room, fighting and arguing and <laughs> putting post-it notes on the wall. And then, you know, like four days later, they come out and they all, they look horrible, but they, they look very excited about some new idea yeah. they come out with. But they're like... Um, Aha, we're going to solve our churn problem. Yeah. Like exactly. whatever the problem is, right? Like aha, our adoption on whatever is was bad and now it's not going to be bad. Yep. <laughs> Cuz they have an idea of what that is, right? Uh-huh. And and I think it's important to like like you do kind of go through all the phases typically of a design process. Like you mm-hmm. you go through like the 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 understand phase where you like understanding what the problem is. And then you're, you're, you might do that in one day or, or half a day. And then you're like defining things, um, those problems um, that you've kind of understood together as a group. Again, this is all very collaborative, something you're doing together. You kind of go into like a sketch where you're like ideating and everything and you're making decisions based on what everyone's deciding together. And then you come out with like a prototype that you're then going to be validating, you know, with, with actual users or actual, you know, potential customers or just other humans, um, in some way. And then after that, you, you come to some sort of conclusion, uh, you have this idea that we think this is a great idea that we can move forward with. And we could have gone through like a three month long design process with one designer, you know, or we could have done this really compact design sprint to come out with this. And, um, that that's kind of like the gist uh, I think of what a design sprint is. Uh, we've talked about like kind of the origin, what it looks like from the outside and kind of what it, what it kind of is made up of. So Patrick, I'm curious, have, have you done a, a full design sprint? Have you participated in one? Um, a few, I, I wouldn't say I was an expert at it. I've only done okay. it a few times. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think for the most part, like I, I've, I've participated in a couple and then facilitated like one. Okay. And, um, I guess, I guess on, from my experience, my take is it's, it's very much a way it's, it's very much a ideation generation type of machine, right? Mm-hmm. Like the idea is to take a problem and really rapidly sort of see if you can come up with something that will work. Right. That's the idea. It's not necessarily, and I think I think where I've heard people take it too far is like, oh, we came up with this, you know, like thing, and it's it's gonna, you know, change our company or whatever. I don't think that's the case. I think the case is really, you're gonna get in, and like you said, to your point, instead of spending two or three months on something, you're gonna you're gonna push it into a week. You're gonna get an idea out of it, and you're gonna test that idea and try to learn something from that test. And then whatever you learn from that test is what then you will take to the longer process, right? 
but it, but it really is sort of like um it really is sort of like a war room right like we're gonna okay we got this problem we need to try to solve it and we need to we don't and i think i think it really comes in handy when you don't have an idea of how to solve it right like you you have this problem but you don't know how to get started with it i think a design sprint is really valuable that way because it gives you that sort of like kickstart of analyzing the problem analyzing the user journey analyzing needs analyzing wants and desires all that stuff and then actually getting you know picking a solution and then actually testing a solution right it's yeah. not going to give you the iterative nature of design it's just going to give you one really hyper iteration of an entire process but you still have to iterate you still have to go through and and you know take that and i think you know the the google google venture model right when they did this that's exactly the point of what they were trying to do is go into a company and then inject a spark into that company and give them something to work with something to iterate on and move forward with and so i think if you're a company that's looking at doing a sprint that's what you should look at it as you shouldn't look at it as hey friday afternoon we're going to have a solution to our problem you should look at it as friday afternoon we're going to have a, a ton more findings and a better direction than where we have been. Nice. I like that a lot. And yeah, I've, I've also been able to participate in a, a few of them in my career. And I think the biggest, the biggest part for me is the, the, the collaboration with other individuals that you won't typically be able to work with. Um, a lot. Right. And they, they're not really a huge part of a design process. So as you kind of, described like having those cross-functional individuals like having somebody from sales having somebody from engineering having somebody from customer success and they're all in and you're kind of like designing with them you're you're facilitating mm -hmm. that design with them um you might have other designers in there as well you could have like an executive and um i think that's the best part that that i've really loved about design sprints is being able to work very closely and understand their perspective and see how they perceive uh, what what users are saying, what these problems are, and then you're able to work together. Normally, as part of a typical design process, it's a lot harder to get that perspective and to, to have that be um, helping you make design decisions as a designer. So I've really loved that part because the cool part about the design sprint, the way it typically works, is that's for that week, that's all those people do. They mm -hmm. they go in that room and they live in that room, and they're not doing any of the other stuff. All they do is is worry and think about these problems and how they could potentially solve them um, through this design process. Whereas if you're doing a typical design process, um, that's of course stretched out over time. There's a lot less involvement with those individuals and there's a lot less being able to view things through their eyes. So I think for me, as I've been able to participate, that's always been the best part. It's been so cool to come out with, with ideas that, that weren't you know, very design led. And I, I get some feedback from other departments here and there, but it's, you know, you get to come out with like some really, really open ideas that you hadn't even remotely been able to consider as a designer. So yeah, uh, lots of great stuff out of those. So w would you say, Patrick, when, when you have experienced uh, those design sprints, have those been effective for you? Um, I, I think they're, I think they're effective in the kind of what you brought up is they're better than a stakeholder interview in that the, the stakeholders that you have in the room have to participate in the design process, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're participating in the, in the clear action of the design process. So 
you're not just asking them questions about how they feel about something or is it important is it you know all that kind of stuff like they're actually helping you define the user journey from their perspective and not to say that you couldn't do that like i've done that before where it's like hey i'm going to go grab the head of marketing and the head of sales and we're going to bring him into a room and talk about the onboarding process and let's map out an onboarding process like you can always do that stuff but i think the design sprint is really valuable that way um has been effective that way if 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 you have that problem it's really good at getting all of those other people's minds in that room right and working on the problem together which is a different thing than stakeholder interviews or whatever and even if that's the even if that even if you get an understanding of how everybody else sees the problem and how everybody else would want to solve the problem as a designer that's super valuable like that's super effective even if the prototype at the end of the week sucks and you never use it like that kind of stuff like it's not about the deliverable necessarily that comes from the design sprint it's about the experience of the design sprint and what you learn from the design sprint that makes it effective i think if you're looking at it as which i've done in the past i've looked at design sprints as being we're going to have this artifact at the end that then then we will pursue and mm-hmm. I think when I've done it, when I've looked at it that way or had that expectation, it hasn't been as effective as I wanted it to be, right? Because I don't think that's necessarily what it's designed for. But but it, but it is, it, it's such a good way. It's it's just like an ultimate brainstorming experience, you know, that's that's led and has a, has a process. I will say one thing that will make a design sprint, one thing that makes the design sprint more effective than others that I feel like have just failed in the past is the commitment level from everyone involved. If you, if you have somebody from engineering and somebody from sales and marketing and, and you have, you know, say your CEO wants to jump in and whatever you get all those people, like you need to have the commitment of all of those people the entire week. If, if you don't have that, it's not going to be as effective if they're if they're coming in on Monday, I can't come in on Tuesday. I'm gonna come in on Wednesday. You almost to accommodate the person when they come back in. You almost have to like reset and go back over things, which you just don't have time to do in a in a design sprint. Yeah. Um, and also, you don't get their full perspective. You might get the first day. You might get you know some problem. You know some initial you know problem areas that they have and you might get a little user workflow and then the next day you come in and they're gone and now you can't go through the priority process and you can't go through the other things with them and get their take. So it's, it's to be, to have an effective design sprint, I think you have to have a commitment level from all of the people the entire week. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I, I think something else I wanted to mention as well, that kind of also makes me think of in terms of like effectiveness is I think if I, if I think about what's, what's challenging for me about a design sprint is honestly how exhausting it is. Yeah. It's all day and it it like hurts your brain. Like you have to communicate the entire day. You have to listen intently the entire day. And there, there are many parts of the design sprint where you like have to like really think hard. Like you, you're doing switching. Okay. We're, we're talking about these problems and then you have to go start sketching, you know, potential solutions about these problems or something. And you have to like, you know, really think hard and it's, it hurts your brain all the time and it kind of, (laughs) kind of breaks you down. So, um, at the end of a design sprint, I'm always like, okay, I'm going to go sleep for like, just like a week, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so 
I, I think like my experience has been like that, the ideas come out of them and I totally agree with what you're saying as well. Like I've had been part of those experiences where people are, are jumping in and out. I can't be in Tuesday. I can't be in Thursday. And, um, then you do have to kind of describe things to them again when they come back. And that's, that's hard. Um, and definitely that's effective, but what also is a really big challenge for me is, is yeah, that the context switching and just how much mental power it takes from everyone involved. Uh, to be able to, to to go through these. So when you're saying like it's the ultimate brainstorming session, I would totally agree. Your brain is like literally being cooked, like it's being tried. Um, it's being, you know, tested, you know, very vigorously, way more than it usually is during a normal work day. So mm-hmm. that that is something that's definitely challenging for me and makes it so when when I've heard people that like do design sprints often, like I've heard of teams that do it like monthly, and that's just, that would, that would kill me as a designer, yeah. I think, especially in my, my old age, Patrick, <laughs> but yeah, um, you moving that walker around that room all the time is really exactly a toll on everyone. <laughs> I always got to be the guy that sits right next to the whiteboard. So I, can, I don't have to walk too far to get to yeah. it. <laughs> Smacking people with your cane. Yeah. Get off my idea. um yeah you do like that is one thing you have to be prepared for is like the 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 breaks during a design sprint are like key (laughs) like you gotta have you you gotta make sure that you're 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 eating a good breakfast right like the sylvester stallone the rocky like eat a good breakfast you know drop a couple of raw eggs in your throat before you walk in the room (laughs) and then make sure that you grab lunch right if you're if you're fortunate to work at a company that can afford you know that's got some money and stuff like that like get a catered lunch every day and just enjoy that lunch period of of just kind of being down right or go out somewhere and just disconnect because yeah it's it's so much you brought this up context switching it's so it's kind of like it's kind of like if you are a participant in like in a game show right if you're a participant in a game show but then every half an hour the game show is different that's kind yeah. of what it is it's, it's it'd be like <laughs> it'd be like literally being on the prices right for an entire week not just an hour yeah like you're that's... you have to go to each game make decisions and you know it, it's so it is like there's a, there's a ton of switching and you have to do everything from you know like in one in in a four hour period of time you're gonna go from ideating to then voting for something to then you know breaking off into little micro teams to work on a project to you know you're sketching and coming up with ideas to then switching and then going into presentation mode to present your ideas to the rest of the the team then back to voting again so it's like it can be it can be really exhausting and i think that's a great point to to bring up it's a sprint like it's it's the sprint (laughs) The sprint, it's named sprint for a couple of reasons. One, it's short, right? It's a week long thing. Uh huh. But also, like, you know, if you've ever tried to run a sprint, it's really exhausting. You know, That's it may true. be a short period of time, but you're, you're, you're putting everything you you have into it, and when you cross the finish line, you just want to fall over. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
it, it feels, I mean, it's called a sprint because it's so quick. And yeah, it's quick, Patrick, but it doesn't feel quick. I will tell you, no. I don't think it feels like a sprint. I feel like it's definitely a marathon and you're doing so, it's like a try, it's more of a triathlon. Uh, I don't even know how, what you would call a triathlon that has more than three parts to it. Biathlon? Yeah. I don't know, but there's like how Sep- many parts to this thing? Septathlon? <laughs> So it's like having to like have all these skills and like you switch immediately from, you know, from, from, you know, shooting the, okay, I'm not even going to pretend to know all the the names of the different things, but we're going from swimming to biking, right? You know, you just have to immediately do it. So I agree, like what you were saying, like, it's important to have breaks. It's important to have time where like it's great to eat together as a team and be able to talk and everything but it's also great especially for me <laughs> to have time where i can be alone and i don't have to worry about like talking to people i could just like really let my brain relax for a yeah. second maybe maybe <laughs> maybe uh maybe there needs to be like maybe the thing that they don't have in there is like a nap time in the afternoon every day like from yeah. like just right after lunch like everybody break out from noon to one go to lunch and then from one to two <laughs> Everybody goes sit in their car and take a nap or in their office or whatever they're doing. Go lay down, take a nap, and they'll come back. Maybe a, maybe a light siesta would, would allow more creativity, right, in the design sprint. I don't know. Absolutely. Imagine the, the dreams they would have. You know, they, they, they go you know, to sleep with these problems in their head. They're going to have all these crazy dreams and be able to come back with some really out-of-the-box solutions. So that's a great idea. I totally am down for that. <laughs> Uh, so there's something else I wanted to mention as well that, that I think has worked, um, for me that I thought has been really interesting because again, the cross collaboration with working with other people and to solve problems is really fun, but that pressure cooker of doing it all every day, all day for a week is challenging. Um, one thing that we have um, done a little bit here at Adobe with our smaller design team is we have done like a sprint that we just take two hours like on on a friday where we're meeting as a design team where we're working on a problem together and we just take that time to you know continue on with the process so we're able to do our regular work we're able to have you know time during the week to let our, our brains calm down but during that time we can go through that process and it definitely elongates the, you know, the, the whole process of, a, of the sprint, but it's something where it's been so awesome where we've taken time just as a smaller design team to understand a problem that we can solve. And it, we've, you know, focused on like a, a problem we can solve for our design team, like a design problem that we're working on. So understanding, you know, again, going through all of those phases, um, it's been really cool to like have, that just be an activity we're doing together as a team because we get to collaborate with other designers. Uh, we've been able to just, you know, work together and get lots of, you know, our ideas and, you know, you know, do that voting, do all that stuff. But it, it's not the pressure cooker of um, a design sprint. It's it's mini. It's like a mini sprint that we get to have just once a week, which has been yeah. a really cool experience. It's like a super micro sprint. Yeah. Yeah. Nano sprint. Nano sprint. That's nice. <clears throat> That's cool. I think, yeah, I think, um, I have a question for you, Andy. Um, is a design sprint something that a team, like what's, what do you think there, what kind of frequency do you think design sprint should happen in? If, if there is a frequency. 
Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I don't know if there should be a frequency. I, I, I So again, I like the collaboration. I like being able to, you know, take that, that time where you're specifically working with those other individuals. But I don't know if, if with the challenges of schedules and allowing people to still do their work, if it should happen super often. Whereas I, I do feel like it should happen when you really have a problem you need to solve, especially a problem that requires a lot of other people um, to really be a- active participants in understanding and solving this problem as well. Mm-hmm. So um, my, my gut instinct is I feel like you should do it when you need to do it. And making it a, a once a quarter, you know, or a, a very often thing um, could be really challenging to get those other individuals in and also even be challenging to find the right problems to solve at times. So mainly focusing on, on solving a problem that needs to be solved versus just, just doing it for the sake of doing it because it's on the schedule and then thinking of a problem to solve (laughs) may not be as effective or helpful, uh, for the purpose of a design sprint. Yeah. Should, should the CEO be involved in a design sprint? I think if possible, absolutely. Yes. I think, uh, it's probably best to have representation from all of the major organizations of a company and the CEO, I think it's a great opportunity for them. And I'm not sure how all CEOs get, you know, understand what's going on in their companies and what's going on with their customers, but that could be a great way to do that. And a great way for them to be able to offer their perspective that, that very few of, of IC individuals, um, individual contributors get to get to see. So understanding things from that very top level would be really great. And being able to bring that into a, into a sprint would be really great. And it'd be really great, I think, for the CEO to be able to see, you know, what design can bring to the table, what sales can bring, and what, what's all the information and, and the, the, the way that these people can solve problems together. I think it's great to have any type of person in there um, to help solve those problems for sure. So I would say yes, Patrick. Yeah, having that business representation is key, right? When I mean, when we make design decisions, we need business and we need a technological yeah. consideration, you know? So it's like, you need to have all those people in the room, you know, when you're doing something like that. I think it's really, I think it's really wise too. I was going to say no initially, but then you <laughs> talked me into it. Good. <laughs> I, I'm curious to know why you would say no. What, what, no, was, it your, what was your instinct there? It, it doesn't matter because what you said was way smarter than what I was going to say. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. We don't need to rehash my dumb thought. We just can move forward with how correct you are. Who's, who's to judge Patrick, if your thought was dumb or not. I don't know if you have the right to judge that. I was going to (laughs) say no, but I was also going to, I was also going to say it depends, right? Which is usually my answer to everything. I was going to say no, um, but it depends if your CEO is humble enough to do so. I think if your CEO is not <laughs> humble enough to do so, um, then it becomes. I, I think. I, I think depending on your company culture, it could be dangerous, because and here's here's why, you 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 put the CEO in the room, and then other people will start act differently, right? Depending on your culture, they won't act okay. as transparent and as an open and all that kind of stuff, and so then you might not get the full. You might not get their full transparency or their full opinion because, say, your culture has this weird thing where, you know, like, 
people are scared or intimidated by the CEO or something. Sure. Um, and in that, in that same exact situation, you might also have a CEO that comes in and just thinks that their idea is the best idea. So I would yeah. be careful of that depending on what your culture is. But I think, yeah, to your point, having business leadership there, um, not just somebody from a business side of things, but business leadership there is important because they're the ones that will be able to move the needle forward on, okay, is this thing feasible or not feasible, right? Is this mm-hmm. thing, are we going to do this thing more? And and to your point, I really love that you brought up like um, how it would be, it, it's good to have those business leaders seeing how design process works, seeing how, you know, how we come about ideas, you know, that kind of thing. That's, that's pretty key. Yeah. That goes back into the whole, you know, hey, ROI of design, what do designers do? You know, do they just draw triangles and pictures or do they do other things and those they'll see the other things you know yeah they'll see all the uh as you've as a term that you've used that i love that you use it the rituals of design right the the little the the little rituals that we do the the ceremonial type like sticky note you know things that we do like i think that's that's important for other people to see and see how that how the brains work right yeah, that's absolutely true. And I think I think you bring up a really interesting point that we could dive into more because when you're in a design sprint, there are not only different you know roles that are that should be and that are involved in those, but there's also different types of personalities. You know, there's the the, the people that are very comfortable speaking up and leading a conversation and saying what their <laughs> what their opinion is, and there's the other people that are not like that that. Um, that aren't as good at speaking up, you know, they, they might have data, but they're afraid to, to say what it is. Um, you know, so I think a lot of what makes a design sprint good is if you have strong facilitation, I think that that's Mm -hmm. really important to have, uh, because the best part about a design sprint is it helps democratize a lot of ideas. Um, it helps you, you know, put the, you know, pit ideas against each other and come out with the right one, not the one that the CEO says or the one with, that the person, the loudest person in the room says, it's the one that's the right one. And you, you are able to do that by allowing everybody to voice what their ideas are, everybody to, to actually get down and sketch out, you know, a, a potential design, even if they're, you know, good at making, if they can make the design good, look good or not. Um, you know, there's ways of being able to do that through, you know, that voting, as you mentioned before, where everybody will sketch out an idea and then you could have like dot voting and it could be even anonymous dot voting where you kind of get a little sticker. You put it on the idea that you think is the most interesting or potentially the most valuable for your customers. And the idea that gets the most votes from the room is the one that we can move forward with and we can continue like to, under you know, question and then even validate with, with our, our customers. So... I think like having a strong facilitator that that lets, you know, let's say you are in that sort of situation where the the CEO comes in and they're, uh, well, this is this is what I understand and this is the truth. You know, this is because I'm the CEO and everyone's yeah. just gonna go, yeah, this is the right one. Let's all vote for his. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important to have a facilitator that really um, sets the stage for all of these ideas are something we need to explore. That's the whole point of a sprint. Otherwise, there's we shouldn't be doing this if it's just we're going to follow one person's idea. The mm-hmm. whole point is to get everyone's perspective together, understand and go through this, this customer data and then come out with a potential solution that we, you know, we have in some way validated. And 
I think that if we have a strong facilitator that can they can set that stage correctly, um, that could potentially help. Uh, you know, depending on how toxic culture is, that could potentially help with with individuals who might have that really strong, outspoken personality that think that they're the ones that are right. Um, and, you know, help find the right idea through all of those. So uh, that's a great point, Patrick. Yeah. And you want to you want to try You want a facilitator, too, that that can break down the convincing and the salesmanship of people. Right. Because, yes, ideas, ideas are powerful. And so everybody wants to make sure that their idea is heard, that their idea is the best one, that their idea is whatever. And so, yeah, there's plenty of methods. And if you get the design sprint book, they go through a bunch of them right on how to do that. But have a facilitator that's able to break those barriers down so that people aren't just pitching ideas. You know, a design sprint's not a pitch session. It's yeah. it's a collaborative session, right? And so you want to, you know, I've been in design sprints before where, you know, somebody from marketing or whatever is pitching an idea. They just keep pitching in the same idea, you know, and you're like, okay, I get it. We, yeah, nobody wants it, you know, like. And to have a facilitator that can kind of divert that and make sure everybody's sort of on the same page, it really too is like the ultimate group project in that yeah. like, <laughs> it's like the ultimate like English high school project where it's like, there's going to be people in that room that put in less effort than others, right? Yeah. And there's going to be people in that room that are more passionate than others. And there's going to be people in that room that are more extroverted than others and that makes you know that doesn't that doesn't necessarily make the introverted people less passionate about the project and so having a facilitator that's very aware of that you know and checks on that every day like throughout the day like all the time is making like we we had a design sprint at a previous company that went really well and it was really our facilitator and i remember uh she she when she was facilitating she would like we'd, we'd have a discussion about something for a half an hour or something like that. And if nobody, if, if there was a couple people that never said anything, she made sure that she called on those people to make sure that they, you know, Hey, do you, like, do you disagree or do you agree with that? Or, you know, do you have something else to add to that? So it was a constant, you know, nice. for those introverted people, it was like, Hey, she was always reaching out and saying, do you know, I want to make sure you're a part of this conversation and you're heard. And so that could be huge because if you're, it's too, it's really easy for a couple of slackers to just kind of hang back in the dust, you know, and let everybody else do the work and not participate. So having a facilitator, making sure that there are assignments made, um, you know, people are working on stuff and not slacking off, you know, that because people are going to, the people that are working harder are obviously going to see that and be like, get mad right you know mm-hmm. dave's not working on his stuff you know it's like i get it i get it we're trying to you know but having a facilitator to help with that constantly is is really good i like that yeah facil- the facilitator is really the key you know the i think i think the two things is the facilitator and the um, well having it having to to your point that you brought up earlier having a problem you actually need to solve is probably the key right yeah if you don't it's just kind of a waste <laughs> Um, having a really good facilitator that will make sure the group is involved and make sure everybody's on the same page and trying to get rid of people's bias and salesmanship and trying to convince other people and everything. And then the third, the third thing is, is making sure that there's a commitment from a commitment level from everyone. Yeah. I think those, if you have those three things, I think your sprint will be effective. Nice. For sure. And I I think they say that in the book actually. 
<laughs> no, I, I think you just came up with that, Patrick. <laughs> I don't think it's in the book. <laughs> no, I, I think I totally agree. I think in that facilitation, I think I have never done one. I'll say that, Patrick. It's I'm scared to because it's, it looks so hard being able to manage all that and be able to like switch, you know, like, um, you know, making sure you're doing everything right, making sure you're coming out with the right information has got to be challenging. So if you, uh, listener have facilitated and to all those who have facilitated the design sprints that I have been a part of, uh, bless you. <laughs> you are wonderful people because <laughs> that stuff is hard. Well, well, bless you, Andy, on being correct yet again. Uh, in another episode, another wonderful episode of Design You too, Lunch. man. You too. <laughs> I think we had a good topic. It wasn't, it, it's not a, I got it. We didn't know. There's no question there. It was just design sprint. So I hope for Chris's sake that we talked about what, you know, they wanted us to talk about and there wasn't like another issue there. If there was just next time, be a little bit more specific. That's all, you know, yeah. say like, do you think design sprints suck or not? And then we'll be like, okay, yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we did it. I think we did it. I think so. I think so too. I think we, we came out with something there. We, we went into our pressure cooker. As I keep saying, that's my analogy for a design sprint yeah. now. Uh, and we, we came out with a, an idea, Patrick, with how, could, they how call, you could take advantage of a, a design sprint. You know how, you know how uh, society rebrands the same thing over and over again every few years? We've talked about this before. You know, the sweatpants are now the joggers and the yeah. uh, 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 toaster oven is now a fry baby or whatever the hell it's called uh, air fryer the, the, a pressure cooker is now uh something else and i can't remember what it's called a micro what is it called they rebranded it something it. else dang yeah it's that little that little table desktop tabletop countertop little thing it's like a, it looks like a rice cooker i yeah. can't remember what it's called okay but it's not called a pressure cooker anymore, Andy. It's called did, something else. Something did hip they, and cool. Did they rebrand it after... Have you ever seen the show This Is Us, Patrick? You've seen that show, right? I... Okay, I... Real quick, I don't want to go too deep into this. I... <laughs> I since I was a child, um, Mandy Moore has been in my life. I just... Like, I've always had a crush on Mandy Moore since the existence of of us, right? Of humans. Wow. Um, of us. Um, I watched I watched the first episode of This Is Us uh-huh. for that reason, right? Um, yeah. And uh and I it it was so um emotionally turbulent, let's just say that, that I never returned. Really? Okay. Yeah. I you know me. I'm I may act tough and all that stuff, Andy. Let's get real. I I literally do cry. I will like I will like I will like I'm such a sensitive bear, Andy, that I will cry yeah. at at a at a commercial sometimes. Not like openly weep, but like I'll get teary-eyed and need to blow my nose after, you know, a pretty a pretty good commercial or a TV show or something like that. So when this is us came on, it was like, yeah, I there was no i didn't have the emotional capacity yeah. to handle that show and so maybe someday i will but i don't think i'll i don't think i'll be returning to it so okay 
Well, yeah, I mean, I I kind of got in that show, um, but I ha- I'm not strong in that show anymore. I kind of under I see its formula, and once I see a show's formula, and it doesn't surprise me anymore, I'm like, <laughs> you know, if it's not that great of a formula, I'm just like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, there was a there was an incident in that show where a pressure cooker. Um, <laughs> caught fire caught the house on fire and resulted in the death of a very uh beloved character and it, this happened a while ago so i'm not spoiling anything was really. it mandy moore no mandy's oh, okay. still with us she's still with us patrick Whew. okay yeah um but yeah i think maybe maybe it's been rebranded because that that faulty pressure cooker <laughs> yeah killed everyone's favorite character on that show Yep, probably. That's got to be it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think we answered all the questions. I think so. We figured out a lot of a lot of mysteries today, <laughs> Patrick. Another so. another great design much podcast, as they say in the books, in the can, whatever it's called. Yes. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> You're welcome, Patrick. You're very welcome. <laughs> okay. Talk talk to you next week. Alrighty. We'll see you later, buddy. Okay, see ya. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the pod. Real quick before you take off, we need your topics. Shoot an email to topics at designmuch.org or go to designmuch.org slash contact and fill out the form. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, go ahead and share the pod with some friends, coworkers, your weird aunt, that guy who takes your money every morning at the McDonald's, your hamster, really just whoever you want to. Lastly, go grab a Design Much t-shirt at designmuch.threadless.com and wear it freaking proudly. That's it, guys. Now have a good week, design nerds.